0: Hey, this is Ryan Ballheimer, Ryan Ballheimer Landscape Design. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my great friend, Stacey O'Byrne.
1: And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne.
2: Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Ryan Ballheimer. Ryan graduated with a degree in finance from St. Louis University and began working for an investment firm as a stockbroker and ultimately a bond trader. While the job was stable and seemed like a path he was supposed to travel, his true passion, landscape design, was born at an early age and his side business was something he just couldn't resist exploring full-time when a firm-wide layout resulted from an acquisition. Today, Ryan runs a landscape design and build firm, and he now gets to live his dream of building something that aligns with his true desires. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation today with Ryan, and really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Ryan, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. This is exciting.
2: Oh, I am so blessed you're here. I know how crazy your landscaping business is right now. I also know you've gotten into the pool business now. We'll get into all that in a little bit. I just appreciate you coming on board because I know what your schedule
0: looks like. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here.
2: So I'm really interested in our listeners really understanding this transition you made. So I'd like to talk about some things you referenced in your introduction. So you went to school and pursued an education and a career in finance because that's what you thought you were supposed to do. Now, I know a lot of professionals find themselves in careers or jobs doing what it is they thought they were supposed to do. What took you down that path to begin with?
0: I was really interested in architecture in high school. I went to a great private high school in St. Louis and I took, I had the privilege of taking some architecture classes and I loved it. It was really what I thought my dream was. Mm -hmm. I'm very close with my mom. My mom is probably my biggest influencer, um, the number one person I model. And, you know, her advice to me when I graduated or when I was going, you know, to school was, I don't think you're going to make any money doing that you know, in architecture, I think you should major in business. I think you're going to be, you know, you're going to set yourself up for success um, a lot better. So it's interesting looking back, seeing that comment, seeing the pattern. Wow. I mean, I pivoted my whole, all my goals based on one comment. And, you know, it took me down a path that I'm grateful I went there. You know, I wish I would have explored the other opportunity. However, I know, you know, that path I took led me to where I am today.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So
0: I know the stars aligned for me that way.
2: hmm So being a stockbroker, being a bond trader, you were involved in that arena during a pretty volatile time in the market, weren't you?
0: It was. I mean, it was, it, it was definitely... Yeah. I mean, at, in the, that 20 years, there was just ups and downs, craziness, market fluctuations, and the sector I was in, which was a discount brokerage firm, was exploding. Everybody was going to online trading and mm-hmm. everybody, you know, that's what we did. We were an online broker. Mm-hmm. So it was all um, self-directed accounts. However, you know, with that came a lot of work, behind the scenes and a lot of dealing, you know, I dealt with clients directly for the first part of my career. And the latter part, I was more behind the scenes, um, just dealing with, you know, the, the bonds and securities for for our clients.
2: Yeah. So what was something that you really liked about having your job and having that job?
0: You know, it was really safe and secure. I'm a very conservative person. Hmm. And, you know, it, it was, it was predictable. I knew there was a lot of stability. You know, I, I just, I liked the people I work with. You know, we had, we were a really close knit crew and that was something I really gained, you know, from that. We looked out from, for one another. We really had our own little tribe within a gigantic conglomerate, you know our company was gigantic. And that was something I really respected that my managers built for us.
2: Nice. So so being safe and conservative and secure and having a predictable environment was something you liked. What was something you disliked about that? Because 20 years in a job is a long time.
0: It was, you know, my heart was just never in it. And I kept going back to, you know, from the outside in, you know, and I do this all the time. I look at people and I say, "Wow, you know, they really have it all." Mm-hmm. And you know, from the outside in, I think people really thought that. I mean, I, I wasn't extremely wealthy. I never made tons of money, but I really had a content life and I was happy. I just never got that feeling of, you know, I, I just never loved my work. Work was work, and I always thought, "Wow." is there something wrong with that? Like, shouldn't I really love my job? Shouldn't my passion align with my job? And, and it didn't. However, I had boatloads of vacation. I mean, I was off all the time paid vacation. I had perks out the wazoo, you know, mm. and it was awesome. And really, I kind of dug my own grave. It was a very low stress, easy job. And I got comfortable and I got, I, I, I was lucky that we didn't have a lot of stress in my, in my department. Um, I knew how to do the job really well. It, 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 I could do it in my sleep. And, you know, that was a double-edged sword. It was, wow, I'm not challenging myself and I'm not growing at all.
3: Mm-hmm. However,
0: life is pretty darn easy, you know, mm-hmm. at four o'clock when I clock out, like, I'm done So You know, there's nothing I have to think about for the next day. Mm-hmm. I can be with my family, my friends, um, you know, and, and have my hobbies. And, and And that's what I thought. Okay, well, maybe this is as good as it gets.
2: That's a great comment. As good as it gets. When did you decide that it can be better and as good as it gets wasn't good enough? Because for a conservative person, and and I've known you for a while, for a conservative person to sit there and analyze, I wonder if this is as good as it gets and then accepts that it's not and takes that step outside of that. So what made this stockbroker, this bond trader say, enough is enough, I'm gonna pursue my passion.
0: So there's two, that answer is kind of twofold, one, I always, my landscape business was always a side business and a hobby Mm
3: -hmm. and I loved
0: it. And I kind of built my own reality. I didn't kind of, I did build my own reality around the fact that if I landscape on weekends and my vacation time, and it brings me all this joy and happiness, which it did. And I did it myself. It was hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, I did all the labor. I just remember Loving it so much, I thought, well, maybe if I get my happiness from that, you know, that is, you know, and I got paid, you know, I obviously got paid for it as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I gained some joy, it, if it filled my joy cup enough, and then I came back to work and had to, you know, just endure my regular job to look forward to the next landscape job, maybe that was a great solution. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I really bought into it and thought, okay. And then life happened, kids happened. And I thought, you know, I don't want to do this anymore on the weekends. I want to be with my family. Um, However, as that was happening, I mean, I was landscaping, you know, it started out little homes, you know, little jobs, and then the jobs got bigger. And the next thing I know, I mean, I'm in multi-million dollar gated neighborhoods with mm-hmm. my junky little trailer and you know my SUV. And it got to the point where I was like, wow, this is this, this is a real business, and I need to make a decision. And really, I ultimately decided it's too risky. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then as our firm uh, merged with another discount brokerage firm, you know, we were a duplicate operation. So they didn't need two of everybody. So we got an email at, you know, five in the morning one day and it was, you know, surprise. Um, Our company has been sold, here's your severance package. You know, it will take a year or two before this happens But you're getting, you know, it was a good amount of money that we were getting. And I just remember, like, jumping out of my seat saying, hallelujah, this is it. (laughs) This is going to kick me out the door. I'm never doing this again. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it, but I'm not coming back to finance ever again. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, I... I looked around and there was so much sadness in the building and so much despair. And I just thought, you know, I don't really know how I'm going to get through this. And, you know, my wife and I just built our dream house and we had babies at home. And I thought to myself, you know, well, this is the worst time to do it. I should have done it when I was 30 and had no bills. (laughs) (laughs) However, I just thought, you know, it's now or never. Mm-hmm. And I am not going to, I'm going to do something that makes me truly happy. And, you know, my wife and I had the serious discussions, you know, down to the nitty gritty about how, you know, we'll sell the house, move, we'll move into an apartment. Because I said, you know what, I am going to do what makes me happy and that's it. And if it means us downsizing, living in an apartment, that's what we're willing to do. And we both agreed on it and said, "Wow, that's okay." If we need to buy a condo or what have you, you know, we're obviously not going to sacrifice. You know, we, we with babies, you've got non-negotiables, but we don't need a luxury home. We don't mm-hmm. need luxury vacations. We don't need. Um, we can live without luxuries to get to where I want to go. And maybe that's it. Maybe we just live there, and I do something I love, and I'm happy that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and fast forward, we never moved, and we never had to, and never had to really worry about things. I just jumped in and said, you know, I, I I'm doing this. I, you know, I I want to give this a whirl. And to answer your question specifically about, you know, the emotions, it was very difficult. I I had a short stint at another landscape company for 11 months in between, and it was just not a good fit. I was constantly in conflict with people there, you know, I was... going to possibly be fired. I mean, I've never gotten trouble at a job in my life or been in the principal's office. And here I am. (laughs) There was so much conflict. I'm like, the writing's on the wall Mm. for me to leave. And my stepdad said, you know, I talked to him and I said, you know, I really think I'm going to get fired from this job. And it was low paying. And he said, why do you think you need this job? You you don't need it and if at your meeting tomorrow if they don't fire you shake his hand the owner and quit and say thank you for everything you've given me and go do what you want to do and I remember having that conversation that was an hour-long conversation with my stepdad and I just said I just can't do it I can't
3: Hmm. I
0: cannot do it and he said yes you can and that's what you no, you want so go after it so the next day that's exactly what happened you know i i met with the owner and you know things were going to be smoothed over and fine and i said you know i know this isn't working out and i mm-hmm. shouldn't be here and that's okay and i said you know i'm i'm going to leave i'm i'm, I'm quitting and i think it's for the best for everybody and um I was terrified. I mean, Hmm. I was absolutely terrified.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I can remember going home in the next few days and, you know, I'm not a crier, zero judgment against criers. I'm just not a crier. Mm -hmm. And I lost it three times. I mean, just in the middle of breakfast with my kids and two other times, And I was like, what is wrong with me? (laughs) Why am I doing this? Did I make the wrong choice? Mm -hmm. You know, I've got these beautiful blonde hair, blue eyed babies hanging on me in the morning and I'm thinking the worst. I'm not going to be able to provide for them. You know, my wife is a school teacher. You know, she can't pick up all the slack. Mm -hmm. And I was worried. And I just... I just said, you know, I'm just doing it. I just am going to make it work. And I did, I just kept plowing forward and you know, I moved on from, from that place and it, it, was, it was tough, but I had wow. a great support system and I just knew mm-hmm. in my heart, that's what I wanted.
2: So a couple questions based off of what you just shared with us. When you were doing your side gig, your side hustle, your hobby of landscaping on the weekends, were you doing it for the money or for the joy?
0: It was definitely for the joy. Absolutely. Nice.
2: So then your wife, when you sat down and the two of you had that heart to heart about your living arrangements and, and the standard of living and how unhappy you were and, and you really wanted to pursue your passion, how easy or how hard was it for her to align with you taking that that leap?
0: It was very easy. Um, Jessica is my wife, she is very supportive. Hmm. She didn't hesitate at all, she was 100% on board.
2: Um, why do you think that is? And I ask because so many, so many entrepreneurs, so many direct salespeople, so many solopreneurs, they, they, they struggle with getting that spousal support. The spouse needles them or digs at them or doesn't understand that that they need to build that doing of the do prevents revenue from coming in instantaneously like a job would. So there's that lack of understanding. Why do you think Jessica was so different than than what most experience?
0: She believed in me more than I believed in myself. Wow. And Jess is a, you know, as we know, a big chunker, little chunker. (laughs) I like to just, you know, I like to talk about everything in little pieces and dissect it and then dissect it again. She's the opposite. She's a big chunker and she makes decisions relatively fast Mm -hmm. and she doesn't need to talk about it and mull it over. And she, you know, God love her. She is just She's very low maintenance. She just doesn't require a lot of things and stuff. And I think in her mind, the only sacrifice was things and stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't need a luxury home. Um, We need a family and we need love and support. And we weren't giving that up.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: It was a very easy sell for her. And I'm a very lucky guy to be in that because you're right, it's not the norm.
2: No, it's not. I I know so many that uh, I I don't want to say get needled or absorb cheap shots. Those are the only verbs that I can think of, though, that, you know, the spouse comes home and goes, oh, let me guess, you worked today in air quotes. So where's your paycheck? And there's a lot of projecting of guilt. And then that holds the person back. And You know, you said something that's really important. She believed in you more than you believed in yourself. How did you trust that to borrow that belief and then step out on such a big ledge? Because you yourself said you like security, you like safety, you're very conservative, you like predictable environments. And let's face it, business ownership and entrepreneurism is far from any
3: of that
0: you know me very well. I'm, I overthink things, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to the nth degree.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And when you become an entrepreneur, my stepdad has been a great support person. You know, one of his lines he said to me that just always stuck in my mind was an entrepreneur is a lot like driving at night. You, you, you only can see as far as the headlights in front of your car there's mm-hmm. going to be turns and bends and what whatever ahead and you'll deal with those when you get there and you don't need to see them right now so that really landed with me and really allowed me to just stop and focus on the business I already had, I already built a business. I already had a business and my mm-hmm. business was already thriving and it was already snowballing. Oh, wow. I had more work than I knew what to do with. I I didn't, it was either quit or sacrifice a lot of customers who really wanted, you know, they, they wanted what I offered my, you know, my landscape services. Mm-hmm. So I think once I stepped back and allowed myself to just take a breath and realize I've already built the foundation. I don't need to build the whole house and have it roofed and landscaped and have the pool in. And that was very tough for me because that's not how I think. Mm
3: -hmm. The
0: whole thing has to be done and planned out and mapped out to the end. So the headlight metaphor really just allowed me, you know, to step back and just say, okay, it's just one step at a time, and you already have a, a, a business going, and just embrace it, and, you know, and, and go with it.
3: Mm-hmm. That's an
2: incredible metaphor. It actually reminds me of a conversation I had with a 15-year-old boy uh, the other day. His name's Caden, and uh, I'm going to do an episode on this conversation because it was so powerful. You know, he came up to me and he goes, you know, I just recently had a realization uh, from something, from a conversation him and I had had a couple of weeks ago. And he goes, we're like t-shirts. And I looked at him and I said, what? He goes, yeah, he goes, we're like t-shirts. He said, we, when, when we're wrinkled, we can put it on an ironing board and we can iron the wrinkles out now when we put it back on and then we take it off if the same wrinkles are there it's because we wore the shirt the same way so we're all about if we don't want wrinkles in the same place if we want a different life then we wear life differently oh wow yeah for a 15 year old boy that was really well for anybody that was pretty deep and that the, the metaphor of the headlights, that's absolutely what business ownership and entrepreneurism is all about. You know, we, can't, we definitely cannot control our environment all the time. We can, however, control how we respond to our environment. So let's roll into the start of your business, the start of your entrepreneurism the start of your business ownership. Why do you think it was so easy for you to build such a successful business so quickly?
0: When I started the business full-time, I already had a part-time business and it was very Mm -hmm. much a hobby. So to call it a business, there was a lot of undoing of hobby-ness to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing you and I talked about the first time I met you was you made that comment about my business being a hobby and saying, you're going to have to get out of that before it becomes a real business and you really move forward. And I said, she's hundred percent right. Yes. My goal with the business was One thing, and I wrote this down before we started because you know I'm a planner. (laughs) My goal with this business was I was going to surrender to joy, like this work, whatever I did, it was going to have to be joyful. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I knew if I did something that I truly loved and I surrendered myself to joy, I could serve clients easily.
3: Hmm.
0: I would attract like-minded people and do something I love. And the process of selling consequently has been very easy because I know in my heart what my intentions are with my customers. And I know that gets communicated through them whatever however i show up whatever energy i bring and most of it you know is nonverbal i mean we know yeah. most communication is 93% nonverbal
3: mm-hmm.
0: and i realized that kind of what i was doing as i got going and as i you know i i realized how that mantra was really rolling into my sales.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely, it does. I, I think, you know, what was what, what the big joke about entrepreneurism out there is, you know, an entrepreneur is someone who will work 80 hours a week to avoid a 40 hour a week job. And I think, I think the only way that's possible is to truly be in your joy because when you're in your joy, you're really not working. And for that to be your goal, you're always showing up, doing what you love to serve the needs of others. And that way you'll never have to sell. And you know, Ryan's dropping a lot of knowledge in the background that you may or may not be picking up. Ryan is uh, a, a student of our neurolinguistics programming trainings, as well as a friend and a coaching client. And Ryan brought up how his wife is a big chunker and he is a little chunker. What he's referring to is someone who, who communicates in large chunks. They will say an immense amount of information in one word. For someone who delivers communication in small chunks, they will say a little bit of information in a lot of words. So they'll tell you about five minutes of their day, and it'll take them 20 minutes to tell you that. A big chunker will tell you eight hours of their day in one second. So that that was a piece of information that you may or may not have missed or caught and may or may not have understood. Now he just brought up that 93% of our communication is nonverbal. So science has proven that words which are really all we understand how to communicate that words are only 7% communication. The other 93% is wrapped up in our physiology and our tonality. So it's really important to understand what platform what scaffolding you are standing on. Because if you're standing on intensity, desperation, fear, hunger, well, that is going to get projected out to the listener. And if you need a sale and you're avoiding showing up to serve, that's going to be communicated whether you attempt to or not. It doesn't matter what words you architect out of your mouth. So I wanted to take a few seconds or a few minutes to really share with you some of the background knowledge that, that Ryan is dropping in through this. So going back to that joy comment, you know, being a conservative, predictable person, the, dealing with this volatility of business ownership. Um, I'm, I'm curious, where does your joy exist in the landscape realm in owning a business?
0: Stacey, I love, I just, I love working with people. Hmm. And what I get the opportunity of doing is, you know, I, I get to deliver artwork to clients. Nice. And it's very, you know, it's very tangible
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it is very fulfilling, not only for me, for my crew, My I have a wonderful crew um, of Mex- some Mexican-American guys, some American guys. And just to see their joy in what we do and building these projects for people, it just really makes it all worthwhile. And it just makes that connection with us to our clients so much more real. And it just, you know, it just, it it snowballs into more and more referrals. Our Mm. referral rate is just crazy. We, We don't even have signs on our trucks. I think I spent $9 on advertising on Facebook by clicking (laughs) on a button last year. Uh And we are just blessed with more than we know what to do with. And it's all referral based. And it's all, you know, not only how, what they're getting, we're delivering an exceptional product. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: It's also how they're treated, how I interact. And a lot of it is how my guys interact with them. They just feel so respected and um, valued. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to me.
2: Did you build your business on the pretense that referral marketing was going to be your strategy to obtain new clients? Or did it just kind of happen out that way?
0: It just kind of happened. I didn't really have a strategy. I'm only two years into this, barely. Yeah. Yeah. And to be quite transparent, there's a lot of things I am still figuring out, and I'm just trying to be okay with it. And, you know, as you know, the world of COVID has really brought a lot of struggles and blessings to business, to businesses and land, the landscape industry and pool construction, construction industry is exploding because of it. Mm -hmm. Our timing was kind of impeccable um, with starting the business. And we know whenever this slows down, if it slows down, we know we'll have a lot of momentum going forward. So, You know, I'm I'm very aware of that moving Mm -hmm. forward Mm -hmm. and hope, you know, I, I know it will continue. I know that's what will continue building our business.
2: So I want you guys to hear what Ryan just said. You know, the guest profile of our show is successful six and seven figure business owners. And we do that so that through the conversation, we can extract golden nuggets so that you guys can you know, leave listening and and really learn something and then apply to yourself, your life, your business, your your relationships with your clients, or or wherever you choose to drop those golden nuggets. And he just said that he has he's new to this, he's two years into this. And Ryan has already built a very thriving six figure business two years into this not knowing what he doesn't know he's still learning a lot of things and navigating the road of business ownership and entrepreneurism so much so to the point let's talk about the flip side because growing pains are serious in scaling a business right and and you've had you've had some significant growing pains that are that are good because Revenues coming in, you're very good at relationships with clients. And it's bad because let's face it, we both know you're a perfectionist. And because you're, well, I'm gonna lovingly say a, a reforming perfectionist tells that. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we, we both know that you're the hardest person on yourself in the entire equation. So looking at this growth, uh, albeit painful, let Let's talk about some of the painful experiences that you're going through and some of the learnings that you're extracting
0: sure i I truly believe, you know, all of the mistakes and all of the problems, hurdles, obstacles, mm-hmm. while, they take a lot of energy. They also, it's very important to me to own all of them. I wanna acknowledge when they happen. And for me, ownership is the number one thing. You know, we, you talk about um, it being feedback. You know, mm-hmm. that's feedback. That is feedback to me. And I know I make mistakes. And if I am true to myself and to take that mistake, instead of projecting it onto somebody else, which is, let's face it, it's real easy to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to grow from that and I will grow from that. And, you know, we, there's there's a lot of things to, figure out with us moving forward Um, our growth rate like you said I mean it's pretty explosive we're growing just very fast and I'm very lucky and there's a lot of you know there's there's some ugliness to it Mm -hmm. and it's all good I the minute you stop and you know we all beat ourselves up over over the mistakes however it's going to heal, that mistake is going to heal and that mistake is going to make you stronger and it's going to make you a better business person, Mm -hmm. owner, teammate, leader in the future.
2: Nice. So I I want to address something that, that you've said multiple times. You keep saying that you're very lucky. You know, Ryan, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is the more I sweat, the luckier I seem to get, right? You have done an immense amount of work on uh, over-delivering, satisfying customers, building relationships, serving needs. You've gone above and beyond in, in what client expectations are versus what you choose to deliver. You have worked very hard to earn referrals. You know, I've been in sales for oh, this is going to show my age, almost 30 years. And through through 30 years of sales, one of the things that I learned was when you do one thing wrong, 10 people will know about it in less than 10 seconds. When you do 10 things right, it takes hours and hours for one person to know about it. I mean, when you look at Yelp, a dissatisfied person hops on yelp they hop on google and they they just blast negative vomit all over the place when 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 a business goes above and beyond it takes days for someone to sit down and really architect that high-end testimonial if they even do it so the fact that you're getting word of mouth referrals Tells us how hard you work to earn them and that you deserve them. So, for our listeners out there, success doesn't happen by luck. Success happens by fortitude, stickability, determination, focus. You know, over delivering. It it happens by sweat equity. So I stick right towards the learning I got a long time ago. The more I sweat, the luckier I get. So. I I say that to say, you know, it could have been timing. Absolutely, timing could have been part of it. You were in the right place at the right time. And how many landscapers are around you? And how many did you know that closed during COVID? So that wasn't the only factor, right? It had to do with you and how you showed up. And we both know you've done a lot of work between the muscle between your ears, right? You've done a lot of work in understanding yourself, understanding others, learning how to communicate, learning how to work with the Itty Bitty Shitty Committee, working through some imprint stuff that has shown up in your life, positive and negative. You've done a lot of work from the perspective of really growing your business baptism by fire right? I mean, yeah. it's grown so fast that, you know, working with a coach, you, you, you are chasing the growth right now. And will eventually get to a point where, where you are architecting the growth. However, that cart got off the horse and is going downhill and the horse is chasing it right now. And that's, that's not always a bad thing, right? You know, teenagers, right. teenagers know what growing pains is. Business owners know what growing pains is. So so knowing your growth and knowing that eh, it could be luck and it could also be sweat. What advice can you give to someone who's just starting out or someone who who isn't making it yet?
0: Sure, that's a great question. And kind of to ping off your... I, I love the itty bitty shitty committee um, term. You know, I always, I i, I like to kind of analyze the saying, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. You know, what what does that mean? Trust your gut is just thrown around so casually. I feel like we've diluted it so much. And I know for me, trust your gut. What what does, I always ask myself, what does that mean? I know it always leads me to the right decision. It always leads me down the light, the right path. However, that gut, that voice to me is really a very quiet whisper in my head. And it's never a, it's never the billboard in front of your face driving down the highway that you think it's going to be. Oh, there's <laughs> my gut telling me to go this way. Right. Oh, there's my gut. Oh, do this. <laughs> it's never there. Well, I'd love to meet somebody that has that because right. it would be amazing. However, it's always there. It's always there. It's always talking to you. It's always within you. And you only I know where to go. And only I know how to listen to that and only I know how to tune myself into that and that goes back to a good you know answering your question again about how did you you know delve into this and I just started getting very real and intimate with that voice my gut it never lets me down and it's it's an ex- it's an exercise and it's a discipline to to do that with yourself for me and i think we all have that within us and we all have we all know inside of us where we should go what we should do and i truly believe we all have the tools within us everything we need is within us and as as soon as we get in tune with those things and tools and thoughts things start to blossom, things start to bloom, and things start to grow. And my journey, you know, when I started, we do, I hesitate to say high-end landscaping, we do high detail landscape. It's very different. Our projects are very unique. Most people know my projects, they look at them and they say, I know that's your work, you know, and this is, um, Ego hat off. You know, I'm not trying to say my landscapes are better. My landscapes Mm -hmm. are unique Mm -hmm. and they're usually pretty recognizable. Mm -hmm. And I had people in my, you know, little landscape collegium when I started that landscaped for years. And really, you know, their advice to me was no one's going to buy what you want. People want $5,000 landscape projects out where we live and no one's going to buy what you want. And you know, that, those comments are real lessons for you because you know, we learn, you know, those those comments have nothing to do with me. It's just a projection of what they what they think and all they know and the tools mm-hmm. they're using.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's, I got many of those comments from people, even somebody in my family who I truly adore said, you know, their advice to me was, you know, well, when you're done kind of playing around with this landscape, you're going to end up back in a corporate office. You know that, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I now know that those are the things that I have to to see and acknowledge and assess if they are appropriate for me in my path or if it's just that's a representation of somebody else's path Mm -hmm. because I know what that little voice is telling me. And I know I need to listen to it. And that's, what's going to bring me back to filling up the joy cup. And that's the, that's the number one thing I'm after.
2: I love that. So you said, you said we all have success within us and, and, you know, I remember the day I met you and, and I've, I've, had, I've had the blessing to watch you evolve through the past couple of years. How has, how has training, how has investing in yourself, how has doing the work helped you in your business and in your life?
0: Training, um, like mind, mindset training?
2: Whatever, any type of personal and professional development.
0: So I stumbled into, I've never taken any personal development courses in my life. It was a accidental connection, a totally random connection that I met um, somebody else in NLP, which led me to you.
2: Oh, I had no idea. I thought that you were professional junkie or, or, or professional development junkie, that's funny.
0: No, and it was the first thing I took was getting involved with NLP
3: Mm
0: -hmm. and I just, I loved it. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: it was something I'd never done. It was so outside my comfort zone. And I just, I just said, I'm just going to trust myself here. My gut, that little inner voice is just saying, just do it, you know, just do it. Mm -hmm. And it has been incredible. I love, I love live, live training courses. I mean, they're the, the top of my list. I love live interactive training. I love personal development books. You know, I'm, I'm a big reader now. And I also love, you know, my, my journey with developing my business and my landscape um, design philosophies I have no horticulture degree. I have no training at all. I'm, I just taught myself, you know. I and I still do. And, you know, I. I would encourage anybody who has a dream and has a goal, you know, go after whatever that. If if a degree is gonna make you do the thing that's gonna bring you the joy, get the degree. If, getting your mind set correct is going to help propel you forward which you and i know is a huge catalyst
3: mm-hmm.
0: go do it i mean it's amazing or if self-study or self-discovery or networking you know i do a ton of networking like you go do it i mean you'll be shocked at the people i reach out to that i really admired in my industry that i think are just amazing, people local, people out of the country, you know, people I just send a message to on Instagram and I'm like, holy moly, I'm talking to this person, they're talking to me, you know, and it's like, that to me is all education worthwhile and stuff that just really gets me more excited about what I'm doing and gives me the tools to to move forward.
2: Nice. So, so coaching, I guess I'm going to get a rude awakening then because I really thought that you had invested in yourself a lot before I had met you. So, so for coaching, what has coaching done for you and your business?
0: Coaching is so for me, coaching has helped me Right now, I kind of have a tornado going of so many things and ideas and Mm -hmm. systems not in place.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And coaching has really helped me in a couple different avenues Um, hone some processes of what I need to get to get things running smoother. And also, I think coaching, I know has made a huge difference on, you know, just my mindset, how I, how I process and get through my days. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, there can be a lot of chaos. There can be a lot of pivoting. There can be a lot of many problems to work through. And those Mm -hmm. things, because of coaching, because of a lot of training I've done with you and others has really helped me Stay calm, stay focused, and mm-hmm. you know keep keep going forward and not not let the itty bitty shitty committee just host meetings in your head all day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, success is 90% mindset, 10% skill set, you know. So yeah, that that itty bitty shitty committee can really put someone into analysis paralysis or stagnation or procrastination, that self-doubt can become overwhelming. I mean, you yourself said you borrowed your wife's belief, right, because she had more belief than you. We have to believe in ourselves more than anybody because when we're standing in front of a prospective client, they need to borrow that belief that we're standing in integrity and that we're there to serve them and versus sell them. Right. Right. So you brought up networking. How has networking helped your business?
0: You know, I love talking to people. I just, (laughs) I'm one of those people. I love networking Mm -hmm. and I I will be honest with you. I, I dipped my toe in networking Mm -hmm. and I really had to get out because I just had too much coming at me right now.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And in the future, I will do, you know, I'm not in a formal networking group right now. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. I did a little bit for a while. And I just, to me, that's one of the most fun things about my job. I just love Mm -hmm. talking to people. I love meeting people. I love chit-chatting. I love learning people's stories. And, you know, it's just, it's just a great way connecting with people and just what, what was the thing i i heard a few weeks ago you know the best way to get contacts from somebody is to give contacts mm. i think the more you can connect people and be of service and show who you really are it all comes back to you tenfold mm-hmm. i I know that. I've seen it. And, you know, I think it's a great it's a beautiful thing building a network with like-minded people.
3: Yeah,
2: I agree.
0: Um, having a support system is just a really cool experience. I've really and we've talked about this a little bit. I've I've really edited, you know, even becoming an entrepreneur it's really a it's a really spiritual journey that a lot of things you don't see coming. Mm -hmm. And with that, I have found I've really changed and edited a lot of relationships. I was a people pleaser before. I had to be everybody's friend and well liked by everybody. And, you know, had to feel like everybody, you know, was my friend and I, I was always around people. I didn't want to miss out. And really I've, totally changed that mindset in the last year or two where going back to networking now I feel a much stronger desire to be around like-minded people growth-minded people Um, it's it's just more fun and it just fits it just fits where I'm at and I know it's going to allow me to move forward you know more and more
2: Well, you know, I I learned a long time ago if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. And, you know, we are the sum average of the five people we invest the most time with. So we have a choice. You either spend time with people or invest time with people. And and I really love to be around people who who search for more, seek more, serve more, want more, because life is about growth. And, 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 and that word more that I'm using, it's not materialistically. It's the joy like you spoke. It's, it's success. And for me, success isn't a monetary definition. Success is, is about being well harmonized in every area love, happiness, health, yeah, career and financial, but family and friends and I can go on and on. You know, for me it's it's really thriving in every area and and if I'm if I'm with people who don't look at life that way, then how motivated am I to do that? Right? Sure. So so welcome to the signature question of the show. And the signature question of the show, Ryan, is what does selling without selling
0: mean to you? Well, I know it's been said a lot. Um, I think serving, servitude Mm -hmm. is just, it's massive to me. Mm -hmm. It's It's the goal that I seek with my clients. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: When I was at the interim landscape company, one of the other salesperson said to me, to me, the sale is the kill. Mm. And I just remember really being taken aback by that comment and just kind of analyzing that like, wow, I can't relate to that. I don't Mm -hmm. understand what that means, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate within me. It doesn't exist within me. I've mm-hmm. never felt like that. To me, the sale, the green light to move forward is an invitation for me to build a relationship with a client and mm-hmm. that's what is my ultimate goal. I look at my business as we are relationship builders and somebody's, my client's secondary benefit is they're going to get pretty plants or a pool or landscaping in their yard. Mm -hmm. It's in that order and that's it only. It's the relationship first, build the rapport, gain the respect. Um, If it's not there, it's not for me you know? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I know in my heart that I'm connecting with my clients and connecting with the right clients so we can deliver that product that they want and expect. And like you said, exceed their expectations.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I love that. Thank you. So welcome to the random round, Ryan. So see, I believe that success leaves clues and I like to extract golden nuggets from our experts and have our guests pick and choose what fits for them in their life. So your random round question is, what does your morning ritual look like?
0: My morning ritual, it's kind of a work in progress. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do get up fairly early. I get up at five ish. hmm. No one's awake for a good hour, hour and a half. And I love to I love to read for about half hour. If I can get an hour in, I love to read. It just really sets up my day. Um my, I, I feel like my mind is just so much clearer.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I also love to in the morning. I like to do a um, little gratitude, which now I, I, I write it down. I definitely need to write things down. I like to go through a little gratitude journal and write down things I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. I just notice I mean, the change in my mood and the change in my calmness is instant. Yeah. I, I feel it. I see it. And it seems like such a petty little thing. And it's so important. And a little tip that you gave me, because I am an overanalyzer and I am, you know, I, I, I'm i pretty intense about my business. Mm-hmm. As you know, I like to just think about my business and think about what I've built and just kind of sit there and acknowledge, hey, it may not be perfect. However, this is what I have I've built so far. and just acknowledge and be grateful for and, you know, be present in that moment. It's just a little reflection um, I like to do. And then generally that's about an hour of my day. I reserve some family time from seven to eight. That's kind of when all the craziness and of chaos is going on in you know, in my household and um, I keep it pretty simple. That's, that's about my morning.
2: No, um, I love it. I love it. Thank you. So um, if our listeners back up, scratch that Seth okay i have one more question for you in the random round because i loved that answer so much how do you decompress because i know i know the kind of pressure cooker you're in i know what your business growth is like how do you decompress how do you recharge
0: i decompress so to say i love landscaping is an understatement <laughs> i love landscaping. You just
2: like playing that. with the trucks in the dirt. <laughs> yes.
0: I'm a plant junkie. Mm-hmm. I love, I love to garden and I love mm. to landscape. I decompress in a few different ways. If I can get six, seven, eight hours in my garden um, milling around doing God knows what mm-hmm. um, that is when I gain clarity I new ideas start unfolding with how Mm -hmm. I'm going to move forward with my business. It's just, you know, as people say, Oh, my best ideas come in the shower for me, my best ideas come when I'm out digging in the soil, planting plants, experimenting, playing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just fun for me. I, I truly enjoy it. I also love we, we are, um, we go down to the lake quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I love going to the lake. I've got two little girls, as you know, they're four, just turned four, just turned seven. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're just amazing little humans to be around. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's tough being a new business owner, because in reality, you know, I've worked a 20 hour day before many of them.
2: Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And It's, it's possible every day to do that right now in my life. However, at 430, 445, you know, when there's pitter patter of those little feet
1: coming Mm -hmm.
0: home, it's time for me to be to be present with them. And I have to, I have to be very aware that that's, that's important. That's very important.
2: You don't have to, you get to, and that's a phenomenal realization. I love that answer. Thank you for sharing that. So Ryan, it's been incredible talking with you. It's been a great conversation. I appreciate you coming on the show. And before we head out, what would be the best way for our listeners to connect with you, to find you if, if they wanted to?
0: It's been great. Um, thanks for having me. I had such a great time. Um, love chatting with you today. My The best way to connect with us would be through, we have a huge Facebook presence. It's Ryan Ballheimer Landscape Design
3: mm-hmm. on
0: Facebook. Uh, my email and phone number is on there. And we also have a new website, Ryan ryanballheimerlandscapedesign.com. So we'd love to hear from, from you or feel free to go on and follow us. And hopefully uh, you gain a little inspiration from our, from our work.
2: Your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least. I'd love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacey. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacey. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you.